Today's intro song is something I just made right now on bass and guitar, and I took one take, and it's kind of off-key, and I didn't edit it, but here you go. Yeah, this is all over the place, but you get the idea. I could do it better if I tried harder. Well, it is insert time of day here, and I appreciate you overgrown fetuses tuning in. Today I'll be trying out another structure by reading this entirely off a script, including this right here, and that too. Yes, I wrote all this down to see how it flows. Also, I bought a nice microphone. Shout out to Guitar Center and their 45-day return policy. I'm going to have to crank out as many of these as possible I can in the next month and a half. That's called a Jewish rental. Uh, so I was watching this documentary on Netflix called Animal Fight Night, and it's literally just animals in the wild fucking each other up. It's really cool. I highly recommend it. And it's very thorough, too. Like, in one episode, the narrator even goes, uh, Oh, this guy's fighting this guy over here because he's getting aggressive with his daughter. And I'm like, dude, they're fucking zebras. They all look the same. How long have you guys been out here? But anyways, I notice a common theme. In every episode, every fight, it's all for the same reason. It's all about attracting a mate. All this violence in all the animal kingdom, it's all over fucking... And then I started thinking about the violence in this country, specifically gun violence, and I realized we don't have a mental health issue in America. We have a pussy distribution issue. The demand is obviously there. The supply exists. But there's something interfering between the production and consumers. I want you to take a second and think about how many fistfights you've gotten into. Now, think about how many times you got laid that same night. And uh, to my Isla Vista friends, I should note, these normally don't overlap. Now, I haven't exactly figured out why this uh, disruption in chain of distribution is happening. Maybe it's because most men have no game, or they feel entitled to sex, then you get angry when they don't get it. But I have came up with a solution. And that solution, my friends, is to legalize medicinal prostitution. Medicinal pussy, y'all. I don't think we can go full recreational just yet. We've got to take the same steps marijuana did. But do you think all these people would have died if, like, two weeks before... The last shooting, like, the shooter's mom took him into a doctor and was like, uh, hi doc, this is my son Greg, he's a little weird around people, he killed a cat when he was 10, I think he might be stockpiling ammo, and the doctor scribbles a prescription and goes, uh, alright, here, take him, uh, downtown, get him a blowjob, bring him back next week, we'll see how he's doing, all those people will be fucking fine! That kid might end up addicted to hookers, but uh, I believe in a pussy-based economy. I mean, prostitution is the oldest profession. Use your cooter to stop a shooter. Although, I guess we would have to change statutory rape laws, too. The age of consent for boys should be, like, 12, as long as it's heterosexual. I think you should be, like, 18 to decide you're gay. Because if you get fucked by a guy when you're a little kid, it'll fuck you up in the long term way more. Getting molested by a guy seems to fuck people up regardless of them being a guy or girl. Unless the victim was already a mental case from birth, which is a conversation I probably shouldn't have ever. But I'm not saying, hey women, save a life and suck some dick. No, women, you don't have to do anything differently. Alright, just keep doing what you're doing. There is an entire workforce ready, willing, and able to accommodate this without anyone outside their industry having to sacrifice their so-called dignity. Back to the matter at hand. I think we need more regulation, more control. I just think it's complete bullshit that just because you're of age and a citizen of this country, you can just fill out some paperwork and become president. Hey, get it? You thought I was going to say guns. But really, if we're going to talk about gun control, we should talk about regulating who can become president, too. All right? We should uh, do some stuff about that. 
but that's not what I'm trying to talk about. My stance on guns is pretty clear. I think all guns should be illegal. No human should be legally allowed to own a device solely made for killing. Not even police, especially police. And a bunch of people probably think I'm an idiot because, well, if all guns were illegal, then the criminals would have all the guns, right? Well, yeah, give the criminals all the guns. Have you met criminals with guns? They're almost exclusively drug dealer, meaning that the gun is a financial tool for your average criminal. There is no financial incentive for a drug peddler or gang member to kill a bunch of innocent people. And yes, gang members account for a large number of mass shootings, but it is against rival gangs who are also criminals and they knew what the fuck they were signing up for when they joined a gang, all right? Nobody signs up for a dangerous lifestyle by going to a festival or bars or movie theaters. So I say, let the criminals keep all the guns, let them kill each other off, while mass shootings on innocent drop to pretty much nothing. The problem with this though, is that it would leave your average American susceptible to home invasions. Which, for the record, they just want your stuff. They're not coming to kill your family. Maybe rape your wife, but less than 1% of rapes involve brandishing firearms. And maybe only women should have guns. Uh, that's tricky though. But it's, it's for the betterment of society for shitty things to happen to individuals than large groups dying on a frequent basis. Basically, if you disagree with me, that means you care more about your Xbox than the lives of innocent American children. And yeah, kids suck, but by innocent, I mean they haven't really done anything that fucked up yet. I'm not even going to cite some of the stupid defenses I've had, I've heard from people in Arizona, but I will address some big misunderstandings that my own dad believed until I educated him with my superior knowledge. My dad, along with many unfucking educated liberals, he says, well, no one should have access to automatic weapons. They don't. You cannot get an automatic weapon in any state unless you're some government official with a class five clearance or something crazy. So stop talking about automatic weapons. That discussion should be over. They basically don't exist on the streets. And it would be, you'd have terrible aim with an automatic weapon. It would go through the rounds too quickly. It's not accurate. You couldn't kill as many people. It's not smart to use an automatic weapon in a mass shooting. The next point was that we need to get assault rifles off the street. But hunting rifles are fine? All right, assault rifles and hunting rifles are the exact same gun with the same bullets, same speed, fit the same magazine and everything. Just one is wood and looks like your grandpa's and the other one looks a little scarier. It's purely aesthetic. So stop scapegoating assault rifles. It's all rifles. I'm sure some gun advocates will appreciate that I can differentiate. However, I probably lost them at the ban hunting rifles and even handguns part. And the good guy with a gun can stop a bad guy with a gun argument I, is just, just retarded just because of math. Because how would double the amount of bullets flying be safer? And whoever has their gun out first has the upper hand. If you're strapped and stockpiled to the ceiling, but you're making a sandwich at home when you look up to a man with a gun, you're already fucked. And it doesn't matter how many loaded guns you have ready in the other room. Unless you walk around at home with a gun on your hip, an intruder with common sense would still wait for you to turn around or they'd have the upper hand because they'd see you first. You don't hear about an increase in the occurrence of armed home invasions. It happens, but it's not a big problem. Mass shootings is a big problem. Part two, this is from an article I wrote in 2016 entitled, Drama is fun, being judgmental is good, and violence shapes society for the better. Let's fast forward through the part where the girls claiming they don't have time for drama are generally the ones constantly in the midst of it and get to the point. Drama is awesome, it's entertaining. You watch movies, TV, read the news, you ever stop and watch an unhealthy couple argue in public? You love that shit. Stop to watch a car accident? Drama by definition is a form of entertainment. 
Without it, there would be no cinematic storylines. All movies would suck and life would be boring. And you may be thinking, what about that bitch Susan who's always giving me dirty looks thinking she's the shit? Well, probably not since I don't think many girls are listening to this. Well, that leads me to my next transition to violence. The whole concept of dirty looks, rumors, and giving the cold shoulder is almost entirely feminine behavior. Men don't have these issues because that kind of disrespect would ensue violence. And most people don't want to fight. And to the men listening, yeah, we've all been pissed off walking around with blue balls waiting for the first fucker to say something so we can transfer our sexual frustration into alpha male dominance. But for the most part, we avoid conflict. Most of us have enough self-control to not walk around being a douchebag, but it's in our DNA. Historically, 99% of humans who've ever lived would be considered violent criminals and sex offenders today. But globally, violence has shaped our culture in a positive manner. You think America would exist if we hadn't spent years blowing each other's heads off? You know one time there was a war started by a Roman showing his ass to some Jews, which sparked a war killing thousands of people that day? That shit happened all the time before our culture gradually modernized. You could even argue it helps keep the population down. Nothing gets accomplished with peace. Ever heard of Gandhi or MLK? Guess where they are now? Fucking dead. I think it's possible to achieve a peaceful world on a large scale because we have made so much progress so far, but we still have a long ways to go. I'm not sure how being judgmental ties into this, but if you say you don't judge people, that means you're stupid or a liar. Judgment is defined as the ability to make considered decisions or come to sensible conclusions. If you tell me if a guy covered in dick tattoos applies for a job to work for you and your first thought isn't, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? There's something wrong with you. Without judgment, we would all be sending money to Nigerian scammers, letting pedophiles babysit our kids, and giving people with Down syndrome driver's license for commercial buses. Most importantly, if you think one of your friends is one of the funniest fuckers on earth, you're still judging them. Judgment is not limited to bad. I just think I have a problem with misused words. We need to find a new word that is defined as, I don't feel negatively about people based on their mistakes or lifestyle choices I may disagree with. Because I think that's what most people mean when they say that they're not judgmental. But until then, get off your fucking high horse of I accept everyone no matter what, because you don't, and if you do, you're stupid. Part 3. Posting on social media about anxiety, depression, is the newest way for middle class 20-somethings to exclaim, Look at me, I'm a victim too. They always start with, I don't usually post about this, then proceed to write a fucking novel pouring their heart out. Now, if you even do this once, you're not allowed to preface how you don't do this. And if you do indeed digitally broadcast your insecurities on a regular basis, you should be institutionalized. Why do people do this? Well, at the end of the day, all of our non-vital desires boil down to human connection. Ideal human connection includes a sense of equality, honesty, loyalty, etc. And the brain is even negatively affected in its absence. Loneliness promotes these posts, but these posts also promote loneliness. What kind of attention are they seeking? I don't think any press applies here. If everyone thinks you're a pedophile, that's not exactly branding. The most obvious outcome they seem to hope for is to be contacted by Facebook friends and be given reassurance. But who are the people giving reassurance? In the same way the original poster is seeking attention via pity, the responder is seeking praise for being a good person and will most likely comment on the status ending with an empty gesture like, I'm here if you need to talk, which they probably won't follow up on. What confuses me most is why people parade their weakness or wear it as a badge of honor. Yeah, I said depression and anxiety are weaknesses, all right? Weakness is defined as a disadvantage or fault. There's nothing advantageous about a debilitating mental state that hinders your ability to function. Small amounts of anxiety are beneficial in moments of self-defense, but constant irrational fears preventing you from work or socializing are clearly not improving you as a person. And by announcing this in words or ever spoken, you're validating it as a reality. 
Like, feelings are not real, all right? Now, I'm not going to say it's all in your head because your entire reality is in your head. But by making your emotions public, you're solidifying its reality in the heads of others. And not only are you setting a negative precedent for yourself, you're giving everyone a diagnosis to define or even disprove you. If someone asked me how my anxiety was while I was having a good day, bringing it up would definitely induce it. It's like when people text you to see if you're doing okay after hearing you lost a friend or relative. Yeah, I was doing fine until you reminded me. Sometimes the posts are about traumatic experiences. The way I see it, if you have skeletons in your closet, negative thoughts, or painful memories, the best method is to just shove that shit deep down. Have you ever swept dust under the rug before? It literally just stays there. Nothing happens. At a certain point, lying to yourself becomes truth. Honesty isn't always the best policy. Respect and self-preservation can be more important. Tons of arguments begin from insults defended by, oh, I was just being honest. This is a little off topic, but you can be rude and honest at the same time. In fact, honesty is the biggest prerequisite to being rude. Otherwise, you're just joking or just trying to start a fight. As far as self-preservation, it should be known by now that people treat you how you let them, meaning there's a certain level of assertiveness you must present to avoid being taken advantage of. As nice as it would be for everyone to be open and honest about their feelings and insecurities, that's not the world we live in, all right? If you think being emotionally vulnerable is worth the tears and pain, then, I mean, I guess do what works for you. We have too many emotions for happiness to be the only one worth chasing. But by being trusting, you will definitely fall victim to the majority who conceal their fears and intentions. I keep reverting to this because it's the worst label in our society, but imagine replacing any mood disorder with pedophilia. If you're attracted to kids but have the morale to abstain from ever acting on it, you couldn't share that with anyone. Even though it's out of your control and you've done nothing wrong, most of the depression I see is a self-sustaining cycle. It's hard to say if the egg came first, but it's clear that failing relationships lead to depression, which leads to sabotaging more relationships, which worsens depression, and so on. Admitting you have depression does nothing but limit you to the name of the diagnosis. It will not improve your relationships, especially from the gold star seeking friends offering empty gestures. If you really want to improve yourself, examine the qualities you want to exude. Take time to acknowledge what you've done in the past that have led to undesirable outcomes. Focus on your personal choices, your perspective that led you to act that way, and what you could have done differently. Don't beat yourself up, though. These weren't entirely mistakes since you chose the actions at one point. The next step is lifelong. Listen to people, try to understand, think before you speak, and become confident your words will warrant a favorable response. All right, I'm going out like Seinfeld. <laughs>